Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, and she played Denise Brisbane in The Big Sky. That's right, the hit TV series, The Big Sky. Hi, Dee Dee. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Slasher Scotty. I love your name. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you on. Excited to be here with you. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome. like that, how could I say no, right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because I was when I was talking to your uh, publicist, uh, Turk. Um, <laughs> we, we were talking to him, and uh, he, um, he, I asked him about having you on my show about Seinfeld, and he's <laughs> like, "That'll be cool. You can talk about Seinfeld, but how about you also talk about the Big Sky?" And I'm like, "That's right. She's on the Big Sky. Let's do it." And we yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to plug the show and keep me employed. <laughs> Absolutely. So the first question I got for you is, is how did you get your start into acting? Um, oh gosh, long story short, I was, I'm 57 now. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> proud. And I just don't lie about that. It's ugly when you lie. Um, I was 18. And at that point I'd had numerous jobs because back then you could work without a work permit. I was working since I was like 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. So by the time I was 18, my sister was doing Scarface. She was in LA. And I was like, hey, I want to try this thing called acting because I've tried everything else. Um, a bus girl. I was a box girl. I worked in a jewelry store. I worked in a florist. I had radiator company, driving radiators around, picking up and dropping up radiators from a garage. I just did everything. And nothing like stimulated me until I thought, you know, let me try this thing called acting. And she told me to get my butt into an acting workshop immediately <laughs> to see if it's something that I'm interested in. Well, long story short, even longer. Uh, I sucked really bad. Back me two years of just studying and um, to figure out that I sucked. I suck. I kind of still feel I do. But um, because I figured it wasn't something I could get bored with because I never mastered it. I don't think you ever really master it, you know? Right. So I just kept going and trying like a hard head that I am and eventually got hired. <laughs> and today I have imposter syndrome. I promise you, I always think that they meant to call the other actor, but they're just so bad, you know, to want to say to me, sorry, we didn't mean to right. call you, we didn't get you the role. We really meant the girl behind you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So before we actually go into the Big Sky subjects, um, like we mentioned earlier, you did have a role in Seinfeld. You were in the episode The Opposite as Victoria. So what was that experience like being on set and filming Seinfeld? Well, first of all, to this day, I'm still in shock that, I, that I'm on Seinfeld. I don't think I understood the magnitude of being on Seinfeld because I still kind of don't get it, yet I get it once removed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When people say, oh my God, you, you were on Seinfeld. I go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm still in shock. I don't think it's right. ever really hit me because it's such a huge gig for any actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like rites of passage. You get on there, you know, on Seinfeld, yeah. that, that means something. So I can't give myself that much credit you know what I mean? So I just go, yeah, yeah, I did. It was fun. That was an amazing set. Talk about a well-oiled machine. They were like a moving um, locomotive train, just beautifully rhythmed. And as a guest star, you're asked to jump on, you know? So you got to have your chops. And um, I was just kind of like a deer in the headlights, just following (laughs) everyone around, trying to act like I knew what I was doing, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely you gotta be a good bullshitter I mean, that's what it's all about <laughs> yeah. absolutely but so going from one you know sitcom to another you were also on friends as mary ellen jenkins um you were in the episode titled the one with the pediatrician so what was it like filming that show 
Okay, now that's a crazy story. I just given birth to my very first son, Braxton. He was three months old. I was breastfeeding at the time. His dad was in the waiting room with me, and I literally was breastfeeding in the waiting room. No, I don't do it. Like you, you couldn't see what was going on. I'm right. like covering all that up. Right. I was in the bathroom or whatever with a blanket. But um, but he needed to be fed. And I was breastfeeding, so I went in to read for the pediatrician. Right. And my uh, bad girls were pretty voluptuous because I was producing a lot of milk at that time. Right. And so uh, they read me and they said, hey, you want to read this other role? And I said, sure. And when I looked at it, I went back out to look at the lines. I was like, oh, my God, Joey's the perfect girlfriend for Joey. I'm never going to get this as I'm breastfeeding. And I'm not feeling very sexy. Right. Um, but I got it, which is shocking. I, again, that's the, the imposter syndrome. I think they meant to hire that girl behind me who wasn't just feeding her son. <laughs> um, um, so Braxton, three months old, was on the set of Friends with me. He took the curtain call with me. I went to work one day with vomit on the back of my suede jacket because I was burping him. And he left a little some, a gift on my shoulder that Lisa mm-hmm. Kudrow was like, hey, got a little something because she had kids. <laughs> and I look and there's mom on the back of my uh, jacket. Yeah, there I am, the, the sexiest girl for Joey. Yeah. shoulder. <laughs> um, but that was fun. That was That's fun. awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm a big Seinfeld and Friends fan. And I yeah. love, I, I knew it was you like immediately when I saw that Antonino represented you. And uh, I wanted to, uh, like, I knew I wanted to get you for Seinfeld because I knew exactly who the character was. Because I, 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 me and my dad watched Seinfeld basically religiously when I was growing up and even into my adult years. So oh, like yeah. we, uh, we love Seinfeld like so all the time we watch it. And obviously I, I've known you from friends that recently got into that maybe as of a couple of years ago. And it's just, I'm a big fan of both of those. Um, so speaking of the big sky, what was your audition like for that? Well, you know, Scotty, that was crazy because uh, David's my, um, uh, the creator writer of the show mm-hmm. producer. And um, I left for 10 years to go get a degree, a psych degree and a, a master's of social work. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to take 10 years. I just didn't know what I was doing in college. Clearly, right. I, I, mean, I graduated in 1982. Okay. Think about it. I was like a second grader. You know, right. it took me 10 years, but I really wanted to help people. I needed a break from the industry. I wanted to do something that was meaningful in the world. Long story short, I'm in the last year of my internship, last year. And my brother-in-law called, texted me. He never texted, David never texted me. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, are you still acting? I think I have a great role for you on this show called Big Sky. And I almost dropped my phone. I almost think I did drop my phone. And I was like, what? <laughs> and of course, the answer is that Y-E-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S
Yeah. yeah, and that's what I said. Like I said, I'm doing this for a movie role, and you said you're yeah. packing to go. You're, I'm doing this for a movie role, and you're moving to a whole new, new yeah. state. How do you imagine? Storage. One son's moving out. He's flying the nest. He's now going to be 18, 19, actually. He's actually moving out. So when I go there, I'll be driving into New Mexico with my 15 year old, my rescued Rottweiler, rescued uh, kill shelter cat, and the rescued cockatoo, all in Whoa. my little car. Dude, and I just was on the front yard trying to put a basket on top of the car to put because there's nothing that's going to fit inside with its dog and cat and bird and my right. son. It doesn't fit on top of my car. That's so crazy. So, so yeah, we, yeah, we know that the big sky, like we said, was renewed uh, for season two. So um, what do we what are we to expect from Denise in season two? Okay, I never knew what was going on in the first season. So let's just get that straight. I knew when I got the script and then it always changed, right? right. So, and because it was COVID, I never met anybody other than the actors who were in the scene with me. Right. And production too. Mm -hmm. So it was so strange the first, it was so disjointed the first year. I'm not complaining, it just simply was because of COVID, everyone right. was being really safe. Yeah. So um, I never knew, like I never knew who was gonna die. I didn't know who was gonna kill somebody. I didn't know how. Usually you could tell, we invite the guest stars on who are mm -hmm. amazing, by the way, and then we'll kill them all, right? But you never really know how or why or who's going to do it and, you know, and who's going to be left alive. And we set that up in the pilot, right? I'm right. not, I don't want to spoil it, but the pilot sets it up that you never know what's going on. Right. Well, I can tell you that that goes for the cast. I have not a clue, but I did hear this second season. We'll get to know Denise a little bit more, I think. Okay. A little bit. Awesome. That's, I, that's all I heard. So okay. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, I just show up and the best i can <laughs> awesome well my aunt luann like i was telling you before we started filming uh she um is a big fan of the big sky and she actually thought in the beginning that yeah. denise was <laughs> somewhat involved with it well tell auntie i said hi thank you for watching the show um I, listen aunt let me tell you i was starting to wonder you know because even my best friend carla's like she, excuse me i don't know cuss, but she was like Bitch, I know you're in on it. Denise is in on it. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't think I am. And she's like, you're holding it back for me because you're not going to tell me because you don't want me to spoil it for me. And I'm like, I promise you, I don't think Denise is, but it does look a little sketchy. So hey. for all, we were yeah. my friends. I asked my sister, I said, does Denise come off sketchy? A little shady? And she was like, yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mean to. Right. <laughs> So maybe the second season, they will make me bad. I don't know. I really right. know. In this show, anything can happen. I mean, if they kill Absolutely. me off, it'd make, it'd make for ratings. David B. Kelly, she's <laughs> on in the fifth episode. Have fun at Christmas time. <laughs> that, and, right? Yep, and for people that don't know you, and I'm sure almost everybody does, your sister is Michelle Pfeiffer. And it's yeah. funny because I was watching um, on TV at, when I was visiting my parents this past weekend, and New Year's Eve was on TV, and it was like, hey, Michelle Pfeiffer's on. I, I was like, hey, interview Didi on uh, Monday, which is super exciting. I couldn't wait to tell you that. Yeah, a lot of Pfeiffer's going on in your life, huh, Scotty, this yeah, week? Absolutely. <laughs> and I was born on New Year's Day, so it's, it all it just Oh, wow. Part of the harmony of it, right? How about that? Synergy, yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see. So what was the best part about filming The Big Sky and what's the worst? Um, um, I usually generally don't. I, well, okay. I like to leave room for the good and the bad and the indifferent. The good for me has to be, this is the first time 
in 30 plus years um, that I am acting sober and not smoking cigarettes. I'm in recovery for alcoholism. This July, at the end of July, I'll be three years sober. And I'm really excited to say that loud and proud. I want people to know that you're not alone out there with your struggles, that mm -hmm. alcoholism yes. or any drug abuse, any addiction, whether it's sex, gambling, whatever your addiction is, mm -hmm. I hear you, I see you, and I got gotcha. you. Awesome. And yeah, I really do. And I want to lean into it. I'm really loud about it. Congratulations on that. Thank you. It, yeah. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of acting for the first time with a, mm -hmm. a clear head. And so I'm trying to find my sober legs. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, you know, not doing drinks with the cast. And that's usually a bonding thing for me. Yeah. Find other ways to find fill up that time when normally you go to the lobby bar or whatever. Um, also, um, continuing on helping others while I'm working. Right. And so I would have to say, and I made Denise somebody in recovery. You don't know that but my yeah. backstory that I wrote for her mm -hmm. is that she's in recovery. And Cody, who had a drinking problem in the beginning, if you remember, mm -hmm. Denise and he were sober sisters and brothers. Like they were okay. sober partners. Nice. That was, yeah, that was my sub story that I had wrote um, underneath the, the dialogue of what the writers gave me so that she had behavior and a connection to all the cast. That's awesome. So when he had his, uh, I'm not going to say what happened to Cody, mm -hmm. offended Denise on a whole nother level, not just um, mm -hmm. the sadness of him leaving to the light, but also she lost her um, support in sobriety. Mm -hmm. um, I think the worst part, obviously, and it's not even the worst, it's really not because I don't want to ever sound ungrateful. It would be filming during a pandemic because there are little things that you take for granted, like hugs. Yeah. And the end of a long day, I hugged mm -hmm. the crew, I hugged the cast, I'm a hugger. And I barely even met the crew because we yeah. had skeleton crews. And yeah. the same thing with the cast. I just did a whole season with three quarters of the cast I never met. Right. And that's kind of weird. People are like, how was it to work with so-and-so? I'm like, well, if I wasn't in the scene with them, I never met them. Right. I won't say it's the worst thing, but it's more like what a, it, it was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and same thing with the crew. I couldn't tell you what any of them looked like without a mask, honestly. If I right. probably have no teeth, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yeah. Inverted lips, no nose. I mean, I really have no idea what people right. like, you know, to reference if I saw Joe or Jimmy or Cindy or Kathy on the, hey, remember from Big Sky? If I saw their whole face, I'd probably, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. Right. And, Put and, a mask on and I'll remember you. Right. And hopefully with uh, now, you know, everything opening up and the vaccinations going through and everything hopefully you know season two and it seems like that with you moving down to new mexico um that season two is going to be more left left go maybe there maybe they'll be you might still have to wear a mask here and there but things are going to be less uh less uh strict and more you know open um i just heard from, again the, the running joke in the pfeiffer family is i'm always the last to know everything and that is true <laughs> and it's the same thing with um, big sky just because dave is my brother-in-law does not mean at all that mm -hmm. I know anything as a matter of fact right. here's, a, here's another piece of information I'm like oh we, we're going to be free and another cast member Brian who plays Ronald said oh no I heard we're still going to be masking up we're still going to be doing COVID tests mm -hmm. we're still going to we're still going to abide by a lot of the CDC um application right. of uh safety so again I found that out from somebody else you know right. and so <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because um, one thing that I took very seriously is that when I was in Canada the first season, I did not leave what I called my back cave unless right. I was working or went next door to get some groceries. Right. Because one of us gets it and we expose yep. the set, we shut down. Absolutely. And too many people need their jobs, um, not just the actors, but actually far more people behind the camera. Yeah. 
you know, they need their jobs and for me to be irresponsible and go out and expose yeah. myself. If I accidentally get exposed in the elevator going down, that's different, right? Yeah. My car to work, but for me to go to museums or indoor yeah. events was just so, yes, it was nine months of, um, a lot of isolation. So it was yeah. nice. and a, what a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, you see the cast and everything on set and like, like on the TV show, but you don't, re- a lot of people don't really realize is that there is a, a lot more people that are behind the scenes than there are actually showing on the screen. That's right. And yeah. they come, they get there a hell of a lot earlier than us and they leave yeah. a hell of a lot later than us. They yeah. have the lo- longer days than we ever could possibly think of. Even if we yeah. got called in early and we stay late, we're still never going to pull the hours yeah. that the crew does. So I always reach out and do shout outs to the crew yeah. uh, because they really are. I mean, we could not do what we do without them. Absolutely. And, um, and every position, it, not just acting, but like every position, not behind the scenes is important and is, is equally important. And it's not just the director, or the producer, but also like the boom mic operators, the camera operators, the, you know, the cinematographers, the choreographers, all of that stuff is, is equally important because like a movie or a TV series isn't going to be as good if they don't have good audio from the boom mic and, you know, all, and from the editing and, you know, all that stuff like that all t- all of that, all of those positions make into that, make that series what it is. It yeah. makes it what it is from the final product. Uh, at 100%. And yep. you know something else, we have an additional team member this last season, which was the person that goes in before and after us in our, in our uh, trailers mm-hmm. and disinfects them, wow. like put the spray and stuff. And yeah. one thing I noticed is that often that person was overlooked and no one even acknowledged them. And one thing I always made sure I did the same thing at grocery stores. I always made sure I reached out to, Hey, thank you for keeping us safe. Absolutely. Because and they're probably doing the most important job. Oh, yes. He, she, they are absolutely in their spring yeah. down our rooms. And you know, that to me means a lot. Same thing at grocery stores. Whenever yeah. I'm wiping down the, the shopping carts, mm-hmm. I stop, go out of my way and say, Hey, I want to say thank you for keeping us safe. Absolutely. Do that, by the way, and see their face. And you'll yeah. notice nobody ever says that to them because they're shocked. Right. Like, you're yeah. acknowledging me what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And I always say, how many people said that to you today? And they're like, never. I go, well, guess what? I just did. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, Walk away, right? <laughs> right. And people like that, they don't need, like, you know, money or food or anything. A simple thank you for doing your job and keeping us safe is that is all they could, is all they you know, could ask for because they never get that. And that's something as simple can make a person's day go from like, oh, I got to do this to like, wow, I'm really appreciate it. You know, it's so true. And it doesn't cost you anything. It takes no time. Literally right. be like, hey, thank you for keeping us safe. Absolutely. I got to say, and they'll look at you like you have a third eye. <laughs> that's yeah. okay. And you just keep and you keep going. And they right. kind of, whoa, that was a random act of kindness that they didn't. Yeah. People, I think, think it. Yeah. How about this? Open your mouth. Use those lips that your yep. or your Mother Earth or whatever you believe in gave you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Flap them in the wind. Flap them, you know, because I'm telling you, it'll warm their heart, their soul, absolutely. and it and hope and maybe made their whole day. Maybe they're having a crappy day, or maybe they'll turn around and do something wrong with someone else. And there you go, right? Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I, I love that. Agree. I love that. I do that shit all the time. And the uh, only way for me to teach my boys that that's how we fly in this family is mm-hmm. to do it. I don't tell them what to do. They see me doing it and they go, absolutely they see the effects and they yes. see the response. Yes. And then they go, Oh, Whoa. My one said, you got it. Mm-hmm. Talk to everybody. I said, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> did you, did you know there was going to be a season two when you were filming season one or did you have any suspicions? Um, 
I, again, I know nothing, but I did have strong suspicions that we would because I know that ABC loves the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the showrunners love the show. The actors, we love doing the show. And the fans seem to really like it. I don't read reviews. So I don't know if people love or hate Denise or the show. Right. For that I, again, I hear things from the other cast who do read reviews. Um, but from what I understand and what I keep hearing is that people really do like it. So I thought it would be a shame and it wouldn't make sense. The math wouldn't make sense right. if they didn't bring us back, right? Absolutely. It's like we're like the cliffhanger kings of network right. TV that borderlines up against cable because we really push the envelope Absolutely. You know, with, with what, we're pull, what we're getting away with on network shows because usually that's right. more cable, you know, and we have a new showrunner, Elwood, so he's going to really push it into awesome. the, into the um, kind of the cable uh, feeling versus awesome. the major network safe showing. I mean, we already like, we just, right. Awesome. So <laughs> if you had control of your character for season two. You oh, can write for Denise. Um, what would you have her do in season two? I think it would be hysterical if she really did get abducted and she came back and told everybody and they thought she was nuts. That would be and really nobody believes her and she's dead serious. Like I'm <laughs> killing you. And they're like, wow. And then they really start to worry about my mental health. But <laughs> it's right. I think yeah, that, would- that would be really cool. I know, wouldn't I know? And I'm like, and I would play it serious because, like, I said to my sons, if I got abducted, would you believe me? And they're like, you're such a smart ass. And they said, well, if you told me, if you said it like that, no, I wouldn't. And then my both of them eventually stopped and they went, yeah, I think I probably would believe you. And I said, yeah, right. But then wouldn't it be weird to try to convince other people? My mom was adopted. Okay, is she, did they 5150 here? Is she been institutionalized yet? <laughs> I think that's an interesting twist because so many people claim that they have. Yeah. And I'm into, hey, why not? I don't I don't know that that's not real. So I leave room for it to be real. <laughs> and uh, it goes with a quirkiness and it represents a population of people who swear that that shit's yeah. going on. Yeah. Right? Why not Absolutely. have her that? And Absolutely. they can also start questioning her, her men, you know, her mental health. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. That's, yes. That's fun. That would be, <laughs> that would be really, that's, and that's a fun role to play. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. We, we are almost out of time. Um, so I just want to ask you one last question. Other than the big sky, um, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audiences? Uh, right now, I'm just trying to be the best single mom of two teenage boys as I can, <laughs> embrace my older son's uh, launching from the nest um, <laughs> and uh, bringing my 15-year-old to New Mexico, new environment for almost a year, mm. and then and my animals. And also, I just graduated while filming the beginning of Big Sky. Um, I graduated with a master's of social work. Awesome. So, thank you. Yeah. yeah and, Thank you. God, that was 10 years of, (laughs) Um, and so my area of concentration is a mental health substance use and uh, those experiencing homelessness and all social welfare issues that are on a micro meso and um, meso micro and I'm confused, you know, basically on all levels of society coming from a biopsychosocial lens. Mm -hmm. So I one day would love to have my own talk show where we talk right social issues but and i bring on all my friends who are social workers in different areas of concentration some are in the field some are in domestic violence some are with the gerontology population not just kids i mean really we have diverse degrees and we work with the lgbtq we work with um 
uh, my first year was homelessness. Second year was mental health and the Department of Mental Health. Um, there's so many areas of things that I would love to talk to, uh, say an open room of like a town hall setting where we have conversations about things that people wouldn't know where to go for yeah. resources and, or, and have difficult conversations like, yeah. hi, I'm in recovery. That's right. I'm yes. recovering alcoholic. It ain't cute. Yeah. It ain't sexy. It ain't pretty. But guess what? It's not who I am. It's what I live with. And that's okay, right? Yes. And here's the TV show name, The Big Social Working uh, Dilemmas. <laughs> there we go. Play a, play a word on the big sky. Damn, you got to, are you going to be a guest star on? <laughs> I will. I'll be on right. there. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And do you have any social medias you want to want to plug? I know you have an IMDb as well. Um, I do, yes. And you got some weird pictures of me in there. Anyways, <laughs> like, I'm Turkey, my publicist. Well, I only have a manager and a publicist. I only got a publicist because I'm on Big Sky. I'm really doing it simple. Simple Simon. I don't even have an agent. I don't read in reviews. I'm just kind of like organic. you doing my thing. Um, D.D. Pfeiffer official. Okay. Um, on Instagram. And I only got that because of the show. My boys are mortified that I'm on social media. There, there are rules in which I have to abide by not to embarrass them. Not allowed to talk about politics, not allowed to get on my soapbox and preach, you know. So mine's very fluffy and fun. Things about the show. I always are posting about Pandora the cockatoo because we have coffee in the morning. Yes, the cockatoo and I have coffee and toast. And um, my animals, all animals around the world, I love, madly in love with Mother Earth awesome. and all of her creatures. So I just post a lot of fun, uplifting things. Yeah, That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. And if I'm, I'll check if I'm following you. If I'm not, I will. Um, I definitely yeah. will. I will follow you back when Turk tells me you he has to tell me literally spoon feed me like a child how to do this social media um like I forget how to post tap what like to do publicity for a, a right. podcast that's coming out and then I get in trouble like why didn't she and I, I said tell them I'm just stupid that I don't know what to do right. you'll get follow I have three accounts I have a personal account which is also my author account it's McCoy author I have my uh my uh, production company's account which is Greystone Films Prod and then I have uh, my Slasher Scotty account, which is Slasher Scotty. So I'll follow you on all three of them. Okay. And did, did I mention I was 57 and I probably don't remember anything you said, right? <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, Turk will tell me what to do Absolutely. and how to do it. And and I apologize now. If I, I don't mean to not care. I actually do care. I just don't know. I'm not, I get in trouble. Absolutely. So I, I will be reaching out to Turk after this. I know I was talking to him yesterday. Um, we uh, he we were just talking about uh, the the interview um, and just basically state you know just a reminder you know and I'm like yep I'm already on it. Have my questions already done. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you got, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm so excited we got to make this happen. I know originally, and when I was promoting the uh, interview when we first scheduled it, it was supposed to be for tomorrow, but something came up and we moved it a day earlier, which is even better. Got I got to have it a day earlier. So mm. I'm really excited. A whole like week of just pfeifferness and all, and it's Monday too. Right? I know exactly. So it's yep. great. So this is my you first get two all the dopamine and serotonin and all those really good brain chemistries firing yeah. on the first day of the week. Otherwise, it's just a shitter week. And yeah, you don't want to make the whole week, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad we got to make this happen. It's been an honor to interview you. I thank you for making the time for me. Um, it's been great to uh, have you on my show, Dee. Dee. Thank you, Scotty. And you have a beautiful day. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You do the same. Have a great rest of your day and stay safe. You too. All right. Bye-bye.